on good people and welcome to live by the three raptors podcast with your boy curly give me a follow on the socials on instagram at live by the period number three and on twitter at live by the zero three on april 7th the raptors are still in boston to finish off the back half of the home and home series against the celtics the raptors were the healthier team going into friday night's game but didn't mean much last game and unfortunately didn't mean much this game despite not having jalen brown who cut his hand while cleaning up a vase while he was watering his plants the vase broke and he got cut he had to get five stitches for his hand malcolm brogdon after cooking the raptors much deserving of a rest marcus smart was out and there was one other player that wasn't in their lineup and my apologies for not remembering who it was but the raptors that had playing implications on the line that needed a lot of things to go right in order for them to move up and one of those scenarios was having as it was and has been for the last few weeks the atlanta hawks losing so the raptors can move up they lost in overtime with a healthy lineup i'm talking about the hawks in overtime and unfortunately for the raptors after a very poor start and being down by double digits early could not get themselves out of the hole that they dug for themselves and that leads me to my only negative from this game and believe me there's a ton of them we could talk about the defense we could talk about the poor shooting we could talk about the poor communication on set defense not getting back on defense the body language you name it there are multiple ways to look at this game and say wow raptors you did not have it tonight but if i'm going to look at the only negative from this game and it wasn't just a poor start it was the lack of urgency from this team now this game meant a lot more to the raptors than it did to the celtics the celtics have the second seed locked up they're just waiting to see what remains at the play-in but the raptors after a terrible start being down double digits early at one point jason tatum had as many points as our starters which was 21 didn't play at all in the second half the likes of peyton pritchard sam hauser absolutely cooked the raptors but this was a team that executed poorly on both sides of the ball this was a team that looked disinterested that they didn't have something to play for that they're ready to go back home everything that could have gone wrong went wrong and the raptors didn't seem to care this was an inexcusable performance by a toronto raptors team that has the talent that it does has one of when healthy and when everybody's clicking can compete with the best of the best and i'm talking about the starting five but the top seven top eight it's one of the better ones in the league and they allowed the role players for the celtics to get the best of them given the type of basketball that the raptors have been playing as of late it's nothing new it has been inconsistent all season long but we saw them take care of business against the likes of denver competed against the bucks take care of business against slightly better competition like minnesota and win games that they were supposed to win like against the detroits and they had the one split at washington but you can't help to think that as of late the games against washington and indiana has the Raptors in this position. But it's not about just the games. This team, this coaching staff, this organization has had one of the worst seasons given the talent that is on this roster. And I know people are going to want to blame Nick Nurse and, you know, 
the lightning rods for this team over the last couple of years, Pascal and Fred, but it definitely runs a lot deeper than that. We've seen this team as individuals find great success, and unfortunately this season, and this is another game that shows that the lack of cohesiveness and quite possibly selfishness from their players has spelled their demise for this season. Tonight, just like the other night, and multiple times this season, was just another missed opportunity from this Raptors team. Now, as for positives, there isn't many to take away from this game. There isn't any, with the exception that the Raptors were able to generate or enforce 21 turnovers off the Celtics that led them to 12 steals, and they were able to get 21 points off those turnovers. And a much better effort in the second half, more particularly the third quarter, is unfortunately not worth discussing given the outcome of this game. And not just the outcome, but the way it came about. But if I'm going to look at one positive, it would have to be Pascal Siakam, who became the third highest leading scorer in his draft class, the 2016 draft class, with surprisingly Buddy Heald leading the way and Jalen Brown being second in that draft class. Pascal hit 8,000 points tonight. And, and for a player that has essentially earned everything up until this point of his career, is deserving of celebration, deserving of acknowledgement, and deserves to be congratulated. This was a player that has led the league in minutes over the last couple of seasons. Despite all the negativity, still remains positive and tries to always maintain a glass half full type of approach and everything and wants to see this team succeed. We've seen it multiple times in an interview. It's not, to, it's not about him, it's about the team. And that is exactly the type of player that you wanna build around. And it's just unfortunate that this front office failed to do that and failed to really set this team up for success. And like I said, and I wouldn't wrong you for maintaining this position that with our top seven and with our top eight healthy, that it should be enough. And maybe coaching should be looked at. But for somebody that has been heavily scrutinized by this fan base and by the media to still hold his head high and try to lead his team to victory every single night deserves the appreciation and deserves the respect. So hats off to you, Pascal Siakam. But back to the game itself. As you gathered, the Raptors ended up losing this game 121 to 102 where the Raptors shot 40 for 93 from the field, giving them 43%, 9 for 31 from 3 at 29%, 13 for 17 from the free throw line at just under 77%. As for the Celtics, a blistering 45 for 81 from the field at 56%, 15 for 44 from 3 at 34%, and 16 for 21 from the free throw line at 76%. When we look at the other stats, it's not a good look. They got rebounded 53 to 35. The assist numbers favored the Celtics 37 to 21. Points in the paint was a wash, 56 apiece. Fast break points, 17 to 15, also in favor of the Celtics. Like I said, the bright spot was they were able to get 12 steals, generate 21 turnovers for 21 points off of the set turnovers, but still was not enough. We've seen games where they shot terribly. They forced the team into turnovers. They find a way to win. That wasn't an option tonight, unfortunately, and they ultimately lose the game. So as we quickly look at the individual performances tonight with our starters, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Jack Capurdo, and Fred Van Vliet. Like I said, Pascal Siakam, not his best game, but a decent game from him. Was able to accomplish a, a personal goal, I, I, I would imagine, with 8,000 points, 19 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 steals. OG Ananobi who has struggled over the last few games, struggled shooting the ball, and he's been one of the hottest shooters as of late. The game looked difficult for him. He wasn't able to find much success getting into the paint tonight. 
the game seemed forced and he just looked uncomfortable all night and the looks that he was cashing in before just wasn't going down for him easily his worst game during this recent stretch seven points two rebounds one assist one steal on three for ten shooting from the field one for four from three scotty barnes just as bad as og tonight unfortunately but not as bad as going goose egg in recent games but was a step slow defensively similar to og everything just looked forced he just looked uncomfortable eight points two rebounds three assists on three for ten shooting from the field over two from three two for two from the free throw line jakob Pertl, unfortunately played his worst game as a raptor but no one played particularly well tonight it was just unfortunate that his stat line took a hit considering of how great he's been as of late but the celtics offense had Jakob Pertl scrambling all over the place unfortunately tonight three rebounds seven assists one seal on one for three shooting from the field and one for two from the free throw line Fred Van Vliet a slightly better game but not an efficient game like the last one the shot quality was a little bit better it wasn't as forced as it was last game but we've seen Fred Van Vliet perform better 12 points eight rebounds two steals on three for 11 shooting from the field two for six from three but four for four from the free throw line as for our role players Chris Boucher another struggling game for him five points four rebounds one block on two for seven shooting from the field one for two from three pressures to Chua another positive from this game similar to last season seems to be picking up in the later stages of this season as it's coming down to the end minus a couple defensive miscues was a little bit more assertive offensively tonight was aggressive and was looking to take advantage when he had 16 points seven rebounds one steal on six for ten shooting from the field one for three from three and three for three from the free throw line gary trent jr a slightly better game but not the efficiency that we're looking for and definitely did not have the impact on either side of the ball tonight unfortunately nine points three rebounds three assists one steal four for ten shooting from the field or four from three one for two from the free throw line i imagine a lot of this has to do with the time off so i think if we stay patient with him i imagine he's going to be getting a lot of playing time on sunday so hopefully he can recapture his old form will barton tonight similar to gary trent wasn't good on either side of the ball was able to knock down a couple middies but after that 20 point performance it has been a struggle Seven points, four rebounds, two steals on three for nine shooting from the field, one for four from three, no attempts from the free throw line. And in garbage time, it was nice to see Ron Harper, Wieskamp, Coloco, Flynn, and Banton get some playing time. But it was Coloco that had a little bright spot this game. He had a nice little push shot similar to Jakoperto on the baseline that was great to see hit go down and great to see him have that kind of touch or at least working on that kind of touch. Two points, one rebound, two assists in six minutes. Malachi Flynn, both his attempts came in to the paint off of penetration. One was a floater, one went right at the rim, and he competed defensively, dealing with the likes of a very hot Peyton Pritchard. Four points, one assist on two for two shooting from the field. But the most impressive in that time was Delano Banton, and in four minutes, he got 10 points, two rebounds on four for four shooting from the field, two for two from three. And he missed an N1 opportunity at the rim where he went 0 for 1 from the free throw line. What was great in that quick spurt is how quickly and how easy he was able to get those 10 points. Now, it was the end of the game. The Celtics weren't putting up much of a resistance. But 
you still got to knock down a couple of threes in order to make that happen and you have to get into the paint he was able to do that grab and go grab the rebound push it up in transition and get a quick dunk on the opposite end if he can take this moment and take this four minutes and bottle that up and bring it every single game now getting 10 points every and every four minutes in every game is not a realistic approach but the aggression and the confidence is what needs to be bottled up and hopefully by doing the little things he can like malachi flynn both of them can find that level of consistency that has been missing from their game but it was great to see him take care of business in in short order and it was great to see him look healthy it's something that he has struggled with and just a solid game in four minutes of play so after this game the celtics win the regular season series 4-0 don't seem overly concerned about the raptors and it was echoed by the boston celtics broadcast team but this was another game that the raptors could have proved to themselves that they can hang around with the best of them and unfortunately ultimately fall short in another winnable game and the season comes to an end on sunday afternoon april 9th against the milwaukee bucks the bucks have the number one seed locked up i imagine they're resting all their starters so the raptors are going to be going against the second string guys middleton unfortunately got hurt and he's going to be missing the final game of the season and most likely some part of the playoffs but we will see how that situation unfolds for the raptors in the final game of the season a game that's not really going to have any impact on their position the ninth spot in the play-in is pretty much secured they're going to be taking on the bulls on april 12th which is wednesday night so the only key to victory finish the season healthy the raptors are going to have to play two games in the play-in they cannot afford any injuries it doesn't get much simpler than that i think this is a game where you just empty the bench maybe play the starters for five ten minutes get off the floor leave injury free finish the season on what should be a positive note if the bucks indeed rest their starters what definitely looks like the likely scenario but we've also seen the raptors squander similar opportunities but we will give them the benefit of the doubt and see how that unfolds come Sunday afternoon. Now, before I conclude this podcast, I want to talk about two quick things Raptors related. Jeff Downing Jr., very disappointed that they did not convert his two-way contract into a guaranteed deal. But in the broadcast tonight against the Celtics, the Raptors do have him as a restricted free agent and they look to bring him back in the offseason. Definitely begs the question as to why this front office did not sign Jeff Doughton for this postseason, not to say that he was going to be a savior, but could have been a player that the, the Raptors could have used, especially in a seven-game series, but more importantly, have a player that is capable of providing decent minutes with Fred VanVleet off the floor. Makes you wonder if the Raptors front office is having second thoughts on their triple down on this core after the trade deadline. And... There was an article released by Jake Fisher on Friday, which is April 7th, speaking on multiple topics going on in the NBA, but more particularly the coaching. And of course, Nick Nurse was brought up giving his comments from last weekend. According to the article, the Raptors front office is openly evaluating, quote, end quote, Nick Nurse. Now, as much as Nick Nurse is deserving of evaluation, 
And as much as Nick Nurse deserves to evaluate his future with this organization, I think this front office deserves to be openly evaluated as well. I have voiced my displeasure about this front office and their lack of urgency to build a team around your key guys like Pascal and Fred. And now with your future of OG Scotty or you know potential future with OG. But at the trade deadline, you made a move that should have been done last season or at minimum before this season. There were deficiencies that cost the Raptors last season, the lack of bench depth, the lack of shot creation, the lack of perimeter threats coming off the bench, especially. One of the biggest problems of the Raptors this season is that when you take the starters off, you don't have the role players to maintain a lead or get you back into the game consistently. The fall off between the starters and the bench is quite telling. And the unfortunate thing, the person that's gonna take the fall for all this is Nick Nurse. Now, Nick Nurse is not the perfect coach by any means, and he's not, and he should not be protected from any criticism. I think when we look at this season, it's a shared blame. It doesn't fall just on Nick Nurse's shoulders. A game like tonight doesn't fall on Nick Nurse's shoulders. This falls on the players, particularly in this scenario. But overall, it's a shared blame from the front office to coaching staff to the players. I think everyone can agree, especially at the organization, that this team could be better. But I also feel that the front office has a responsibility to give the coach the tools that he needs to be successful. Now, I don't know what's going to happen to Nick Nurse, and I'm not going to spend any more time talking about it than I have already. But I will say this, that this front office has failed this core this season. And they've ultimately been operating on cruise control since the championship. The inconsistencies with this roster, lack of urgency to replace the players that once made you a championship contender and failing to address the needs accordingly is a huge disservice to a player like Pascal that has been leading the league in minutes. Same with Fred and even your core guys like OG and so on. And now you have to potentially worry about what this team is going to look like in the offseason. There's a lot of questions surrounding this team. And this team can look drastically different, not just by the coach, but by the players as well. If they decide to go in a different direction and if they decide that this is something that they do not want to be a part of. This is arguably the most important offseason for the Raptors and this is arguably the most important draft for this organization in recent history. They've hit on Scotty Barnes, no doubt about it. But the pipeline for young players, for an organization that has prided itself in being a hub for development, doesn't look very good at this moment. So if there's any time this front office wants to prove their worth, it is definitely going to be at the end of this season, whenever that may be. And I'll leave it there. Thank you to all listeners new and all for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. I am on your favorite platforms everywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. I am there. Don't forget to follow, rate it, and review. And until the next episode, which will be very soon, everyone please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace. Peace.